Welcome over to episode two of the Yonder podcast. My name is Pete Jones. I'm the Chief Development Officer here at Yonder. Continuing on from our theme on episode one, uh, we took the opportunity to chat with some conference attendees at uh, DCD Singapore, namely uh, Ben Friedman from MLM Sweco and Dan Kennedy from Tate Kingspan, really to hear their views on the, on the trends that they're seeing um, specific to APAC and also some of the phenomena that they've come across this week. And then lastly, we're going to get the one-line summaries uh, from the Yonder team uh, expressing their experience of DCD Singapore and their outlook on the region. So, uh, on with the podcast. The Yonder Podcast. So, please now to be joined by uh, Mr. Ben Friedman from M&M Sweco. M&M Sweco are one of our YPD partners. And by YPD, I mean um, that is the Yonder Project Delivery, which is a a method of project management that we use to deliver at the scale and pace that, that our customers need. And essentially it's a highly cooperative um, version of integrated project delivery of, of IPD. Uh, and really for us it's it's not a nice to have, it's 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 the it's the delivery engine that that, that enables our product to, to reach market um, as fast as as, uh, as it needs to. So um, M&M Sweco are, are really a, a critical part of um, of our YPD um, partnership. Uh, so Ben, what's your what's your role at M&M Sweco? Hi Pete. Uh, so uh, we've been involved with the the Yonder model right since um, November 2017, uh, looking after design and coordination of that design. Um, and it's great to see the buildings now actually um, coming out of the ground. Uh, and now to be out here. Um, joining you uh, as you expand your global footprint um, uh, in Singapore. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so I guess um, we are actually pretty much just on the, on the closing moments of DCD Singapore. Uh, I mean, for us, it's been a, a great event. Did you, you know, from, from, from your perspective, did you, did you get what you, uh, what, what you came for? Absolutely. Um, it, it, it's great to, to meet you know, like-minded individuals and, 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 and contacts from, from around the APAC region um, and, and picking up on similar themes that, that we face um, in, in Europe. You know, yeah, so what, what, what sorts of things, I mean, I guess, yeah, it'd be good to, 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 to collect up our thoughts of what the key themes really were. Like, so, say, for instance, what, what, what message did you take away on, on demand in general? Uh, demand seems to be uh, never-ending. I think there are there are definitely pressures in, in different regions around APAC, um, which were being uh, kind of discussed, um, whether that's based on power or land, or um, as as we normally see, and we've seen that in Europe as well. But from a design point of view, it's a similar theme over the availability of um, good engineers and, and being able to to get them into the market and, and to support the su- yeah. you know, the supply. So there, 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 there are loads of crappy engineers available, but it's the, it's the good, it's the good ones that, uh, that there's a shortage of. I think it's, uh, I mean, somebody articulated it to me yesterday. Said, you know, how do we, how do we explain to somebody, you know, what it's like working in the hyperscale sector, for example, at, yeah. you know, as they're coming out of university, you know, to come and do a DC design. Um, you know, what does that mean? Well, 
I, it's, to me, it's, it's a fantastic sector to work in. Uh, the pace of the project means that engineers get this amazing experience of, of seeing projects develop from yeah. that early phase all the way through to, to delivery in a very short time frame. Um, but the, there is still a skill shortage. And, yeah. um, uh, you know, we are, from my perspective, we are losing um, you know, the potentially good engineers from the traditional professions of you know, civil, structural, for yeah, example, yeah. to um, a much wider, um, you know, more socially you know, mobile um, kind of employment sector. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. So, um, and, it, and it's in, it was in, it was in some ways encouraging that it's the same within APAC as, as we see in Europe. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, particularly when the demand for the market is growing, and we've got to be able to deliver these buildings faster and quicker, yeah. um, that means we need we need good engineers. And do you feel like so? Uh, you know, I had a, had a good chat with um, Damien Spillan from from Airtrack yesterday, and you know, he was talking about organisations that are that are born into hyperscale. And you know, I was kind of thinking about thinking about you and you know how you, you were you know one of the main architects of our of our product. And I remember you saying in the early days here, this really is blank sheet of paper time because the end will justify the means. Absolutely. So almost, uh, the, almost, almost that kind of you know, being born into hyperscale. I mean, it, it, it sounds like how you're running your division is, is almost an extension of that thinking of, hey, the end will justify the means, be those technical, be those procurement, be those, uh, you know, that, that, that being kind of the founding premise of the goal and the result determines everything else. And is that is is that kind of what you're finding as as we go more global and, and you know, the end will justify the means of delivery, whatever that means. To, to an extent, per region. To an extent, but I think I mean you, you started this this session about YPD or um, that that integrated partnering approach to project delivery, and I, and I think um, what was absolutely evident is you know as footprint expands globally. The, the key way that that's going to be delivered is through strong relationships, strong partnering um, friendships, um, whether it's at a consultant level, whether it's at a developer level, or whether it's at you know, a contracting level. Um, so um, that will be one way of getting around some of that constraints that we're seeing in terms of the availability of, of engineers. Um, but also, um, it, it, you know, working in collaboration um, can, can make us really stronger. And we've seen that. Yeah. It's been evidenced in, in the first you know, In, the, in first the projects build. that we've worked yeah. on, yeah. And I suppose, yeah, like you say, I mean, I guess the, the, the collaboration, but, but it doesn't come for free. I mean, I guess the, the, our explicit acknowledgement that profit is not a dirty word. If, if everyone isn't making money, there's no point in us being here. So it's kind of the, the, the combination of those two uh, is, is, is quite powerful before we even add in any of the other nuanced parts of, of the YPD model. I, I think that that's true, but I think the, um, the, the strength of strong collaboration and, and getting to you know, really understanding what, what we all need and how we can all support each other yeah. in, is, is testament to how these projects deliver. Yeah. Um, and you know, we're, we're all trusted advisors to each other to, to pull the project you know, forwards and, and I absolutely see that you know, developing as, as, the, yeah. as the brand and model develops globally. And, and, and extending that thought, I, I certainly got the, the sense, you know, from the, 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 just the kind of the attitudes and, and, and the vibes at the conference that actually there, there's a feeling of actually really healthy competition. There's so much demand to go around that no one really feels like they're on each other's patch. I mean, I was quite buoyed up by the feeling of, you know, a lot of adult conversations. You know, I, I, I think the I think the sector. You're right. I think the sector is very mature in that in that sense. 
because there is that you know, you know, um, sufficient demand to, to, to give everybody a, you know, a piece of that, that work, um, it means that you can have those adult conversations where you are talking about the constraints that, yeah, yeah. that we all face. Um, Interesting stuff. So I, I don't keep you away from the bar for too much longer, <laughs> but uh, just curious, uh, I'm, I'm fascinated to see what, what buzzwords people may well have uh, picked up from, uh, from, from, from the conferences. So anything, anything spring to mind that you, that, that you picked up this one? Uh, I think the, uh, I don't know whether it's necessarily a buzzword, but you know, the, the balance and demand of both hyperscale and edge um, you know, requirements. Um, you know, whether that starts to become a hedge, I don't know. But uh, <laughs> um, but you no, know, the, the demand for that building um, size and volume, um, you know, particularly around the, the cities, is, is clearly something that is coming at us at, at pace. Um, so it's very exciting times. So any future use of the term hedge will be traced back to this moment. Absolutely, and you'll be looking for royalties, presumably <laughs> on a ongoing basis. Every time somebody mentions the word hedge. Super, we're here. Thank, thanks, Ben. We'll let you get to thanks, the bar. Ben. And safe travels, and see you on the other side. Thanks. Okay, so uh, we're now joined uh, by Dan Kennedy from Tate slash Kingspan. Or what is it? What, what, what are we meant to be saying? Uh, Tate, part of Kingspan. Okay, great. And Dan, your role at, at uh, Tate Kingspan is? Uh, so I'm our director of data center sales and engineering. So uh, sales, I'm responsible for North America and LATAM. And then on the uh, engineering side, I'm responsible for product development worldwide for Tate. And um, so I guess... Kingspan mostly being known for panels of some description, mm-hmm. Tate mostly being known for floors. I mean, being a little bit flippant, I mean, how much, how much engineering or R&D is there to go into those products or is there other stuff that, 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 that you do that adds value in the sector? A few things. So like looking at it from a Kingspan perspective, there's been a lot of focus on speed to build in the data center market, right? Yeah. So insulated panels uh, coupled with a lot of times with pre-engineered buildings allows people to build data centers faster, especially on the hyperscale side. And then from Tate's perspective, um, you know, access floors has been our thing for, for 60 years. Uh, but now we've moved into different sectors outside of the access floor division, so structural ceiling systems. So yeah. if there's no access floors below, we're doing that. And then we do a lot of work on the containment side, both structural and non-structural. So okay. structural systems being able to support all the service distribution that would have historically been under a raised floor. Yeah, okay, interesting. And so I guess the, you know, We've we, we've bumped into each other at, at these conferences, and, and normally my, the, the things that I'm I'm curious to talk to you guys about is because you have this global perspective. Mm-hmm. I mean, given that we're at um, the Singapore conference, I mean, where are you seeing demand in 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 the APAC region at the minute? I mean, your typical locations in big metropolitan areas of so Singapore here, Hong Kong, obviously, um, but there's some surprising ones as well. I mean, we've seen a lot of activity in Indonesia around KL, and then uh, actually even into Vietnam. Um, oh, yeah. Vietnam's starting to build out, I think, a really good market. There, you see sort of the early days of telcos starting to build out proper data centers, large co-locations builds, mm. uh, even some wholesale work actually. So, uh, there's a lot of activity in this market. I mean. You, Sydney, obviously, in Australia, Melbourne area has been very busy yeah. as well, historically. Um, but yeah, it's some surprising uh, some bright spots in this market that we wouldn't have historically been after. And, you know, from, from your perspective, how scary or brilliant or amazing does the, does the sector growth trajectory look like? I mean, it looks, it looks really good on our end. I mean, the big 
you know, sort of international markets in the U.S. obviously, and then into Europe are doing very, very well. I mean, uh, generally exceeding expectations every year, every quarter. All of your charts go up and to the right. Yeah, that's for sure. So yeah, so a bit much sometimes actually, but yeah, but it's a great market to be in. And 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 tell me, you you hit on a couple of the bits there about about saying kind of you know, there's some pre-engineering that can be done that helps speed of execution. I mean, I think, you know, not to get hung up on, on modular and things like this, sure. but I mean, is, is, it, is that where you're spending a lot of time with, with customers is trying to work out how you can get them get them turned up quicker? It, it is. I mean, uh, every time someone saves a few days in the schedule for one scope, it all adds up eventually to a few weeks, which benefits the customer to be able to take up the space sooner. Uh, so there is a lot of prefabrication, sometimes, you know, distant off-site with deliveries, you know, thousands of miles away. But a lot of it um, we've seen here recently has been more taking the best use of a site where someone's constructing a data center and using really close cells to do prefabrication and oh. move them into the space at the last moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that speeds up um, a lot of things when it comes to trades that often overlap each other. Yeah. So they can do as much work as they can outside of the actual data center space while it's being prepared for that yeah. environment and then bring the things in at the very last moment and then put them into in the place. Makes for a cleaner site, I suppose. Much well, then, cleaner yeah. as well, too. Yeah, and, and safer as well a lot of times. Being yeah. able to do prefabrication activities that might be more dangerous work off of off of ladders or, or man lifts and things yeah, like yeah. that is much easier if it's done in a purpose-built location uh, than it is if it's done inside of a site that's going to be used as a data center later. Oh, yeah, cool. And so, you know, this is where, I guess, a couple of hours out now from, from DCD Singapore wrapping up. Any surprises or particular insights or, you know, kind of unexpected findings that you that you came across in the last couple of days? It'd been a few years since I've been over to Singapore for this DCD conference, and um, I was impressed to see a lot more developed players now in the market mm. who clearly understand kind of what... Singapore will mean to sort of the global data center industry. Um, people who are taking a very serious look at it, putting an investment in the market as mm. opposed to, you know, you've got a lot of local players, which is fantastic. They've been yeah. in this, you know, this, Singapore's been a well-developed data center market for two decades at least, right? Um, but you're seeing as the hyperscale players come into this market um, and do a lot of work here, you're seeing their typical you know, preferred vendors pull into the market as well, build teams here, yeah. and actually deploy people out, which that's encouraging to see. I mean, as, as as we build out larger and larger global teams around the world to support this market for the same customer set, it's uh, it's good to see that happening. There. Oh, so rather than rather than project teams shipping and shipping out, you, are you kind of saying actually there's a whole ecosystem that's that's established? I mean, that's, it's definitely here. Yeah, well, that's yeah. a kind of a healthy thing for the for the for the for the sector, I suppose. Yeah, I would think and, so. Uh, yeah, good stuff. Well, here, thanks yeah. ever so much, Dan, uh, for those thoughts, and see you at the next conference, I would imagine. Sounds great, Peter. Thanks again. Thanks, buddy. Bye. Well, all that remains then for us in uh, the Yonder Podcast episode two is just to hear a couple of little clips uh, from the Yonder attendees just to get their view on uh, on, on really the key takeaways. Um, some of these are insightful, some of these are boring, and some of them we've had to censor. The Yonder Podcast. Vibrant, exciting, and ready for Yonder rich in culture and full of responsible opportunity for all. Exciting with huge scale, providing opportunity for everyone in the data sector. Nightclubs should be avoided at all costs. The Yonder Podcast.